right, let's crack them open. Welcome to the Green Mountain Roundup. I am Ernesto Sanchez. I am joined here by Marty Griffin, John Downing, and today's special guest, Liam Barnett. We're going to give you a little bit of hashtag passionate sports talk uh, from a couple of homers. Here we go. So welcome, guys. Hey, it's an honor to be here, Bob. Uh, we'll uh, throw it over to Marty first uh, for what's Gonna been on the, right tip, the tip of everybody's tongue. The only thing anybody's been thinking about all weekend. The Ryder Cup? Yes, sir. The Ryder Cup! <laughs> As Johnny says, what the what's hell a Ryder Cup? What's a Ryder Cup? <laughs> Ryder Cup? <laughs> what's an equine cup? For, no, just kidding. <laughs> well, let's start out this uh, disappointing uh, the, uh, display of U.S. power. Um, or lack thereof. I, lack thereof. How many times sure. we get in the water, Marty? What's like, that? How many times we hit in the water on the final round? Had to be like seven. Quite a bit. Quite a bit. We couldn't find a green to save our lives. But uh, the you know missing persons report still out in Paris to find the U.S. team. They never showed up for this. Uh, just to be brief and be quick, because we have a lot to get into. Uh, you know, we talk about Tiger and Phil. They tied the record for most losses in the Tiger Cup. I mean, the Tiger Cup, the Ryder Cup. <laughs> Uh, why Phil Mickelson was in that whatsoever just just baffles me. Uh, you know, Bubba Watson, both these guys just struggled all year long, couldn't find the green. I still, my conspiracy theory for this is they, they grew out that second cut of that grass because they knew we couldn't hit fairways off the tee. Uh, we just got in trouble so much. Oh, if, if you saw that course, if you watched any of it, I mean, it was like two feet tall of this oh, yeah, nasty grass. Everybody plays you're, on the same grass. Hey, European but the Europeans didn't land in that grass. Grass because, because they didn't try to bomb it 400 yards every time. To be fair, too, though, the, the well, European course is always like America. America. We like our big drivers, and we cannot lie. But anyway, you know, keeping keep the fact, you know, that takes Dustin Johnson out of it, takes Tiger out of it in a lot of ways, takes the big hitters. Uh, didn't seem to bother Rory at all. He was swinging away. He just had a great match with Justin Thomas the final day just to come up short at the end to give a little bit of glimmering hope that final day, but it was put away quick with – just some absolute ass beatings and pairings and, and four ball competition. Bright spot, Justin Thomas looks good going into next year. Tony Fanu as a rookie in this Ryder Cup was absolutely phenomenal and just beat Fleetwood to death the final day. Uh, but my last takeaway of this, if Molinari doesn't win golfer of the year, I don't know how because this guy oh, went 5-0 five, five and and in that performance. Some huge major tour wins this year. Just been in the top ten in almost every competition. Uh, the guy's an absolute beast, but we'll leave it to that. If you guys uh, see that team, call a friend. They're still missing. Uh, all right, so uh, let's move it over to Johnny for the uh, for the victory lap here. Um, talking about uh, Sunday. I just thought that this weekend's weekend action of football was jam-packed and it, few times a year we get these weekends where there's just so much action going on and watch having the red zone channel on is just a blessing you know you get game after game after game of fantastic ending after fantastic ending and you know so I got to watch the Patriots come out and have their fantastic performance against the Dolphins you know we said and everyone said last week how big of a game this was against the Dolphins especially the way the Patriots had looked the prior two weeks against Jacksonville and against the Detroit Lions. 
and the Dolphins being 3-0, and if they had won that game, they'd be 4-0, Patriots lose, they're 1-3, and and in a pretty big hole as far as the division the AFC East goes. But they came out with a lot of energy, a lot of enthusiasm, and I thought they, they, they set the tone right away. And I know that they didn't get a lot done offensively right off the bat. You know, they were held to a field goal early on. But I just thought the way that they competed throughout the game, just it overwhelmed the Dolphins in a way. They, the Dolphins knew this game was going to be tough, so they came up here knowing that they were going to have to play well. And I just thought the Patriots just put the pedal to the metal and you know they buried them 38-7 being the final score kind of take back the division now they get a chance to pile that win with another win on Thursday night at home against the Indianapolis Colts who was part of that package of fantastic game finishes that we had yesterday they were at home against Houston and they ended up losing 37-34 to in overtime they had come back. They were down by eight points in the final minute. They got the ball back. Andrew Luck drives them down. They get the touchdown. And then, of course, they get the two-point conversion with seconds to go. Game goes to overtime. You know, Time winding down. Indy's got the ball. Then they get, they're faced with a fourth and four on their own 40-yard line under a minute to go in overtime. So they're faced with the decision, do you punt it and protect the tie, or do you go for it on fourth and four on your own 40 and try to get it, knowing that if you don't get it, you put the Houston Texans in a terrific spot to get one first down and kick a winning field goal in a division game. Now, so my opinion on the matter is a, the tie is better than the loss. Oh, come on, you can't play for that. You it's know right. it. Not, not, not in this. This is too this. early in the season. You're not, the expectations behind Indianapolis is like, let's see what we got in the bag. Let's see if we can win. The fans have been waiting a long time around the luck, you know, being injured and they've had a couple bad years but I, I think early this early in the season you go for the win right there you try to get that what if week 17 comes and they miss the playoffs by yes the then you live with sure. that but you can blame any one of those weeks in between now and then on that too losses no, but th- or this is one play it is. I still, I still like it. I still game. like going for it right there in an NFL that is this ratings driven and is this uh, uh, this sort of to get this lockjaw on the on, on second guessing the coach's decisions the day after, you can you can be forgiven as a coach for trying for the win and not getting the play. You cannot be forgiven as a coach for not trying to win. I think it was a win win to go for it. Absolutely. Especially especially for a team that's probably going to frustrate its fan base to the point where whoever is in that seat the seat's going to be pretty hot. You have to try and win that game. I just feel like they're going to need that tie, and they should have kept it. Cause you, I'm not saying you're wrong. I'm saying that that, that guy's not playing for your, his eventual record. That, that guy, he's playing to finish the year with his job. He just got the job. Frank Reich, he just got the job. He's yeah, so there. there's high turnover at the position. You don't uh, know how trigger-happy <laughs> these guys are going to be. He might have a 2-6 and six start and be gone. It was a bold move, but I didn't like it. I didn't like it. I feel like at that point it's too risky to know that if you don't get to play, it's a winner. It's a it's a it's a it's a tie or lose situation. And I would have taken the tie. I feel like Belichick would have taken the tie too. Yeah, if I want to watch ties, I'll watch soccer. Which I, I don't, don't want to watch ties. I'm not saying that I want to watch ties. I'm just saying the Colts are going to need that tie. I I I fully agree with that assessment of of like how it affects their probability of getting into the postseason. But I also understand that I I don't feel like there was a choice in the matter. I think he 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 made 
the choice that had to be made in the short term. And I think with the discussions they had in the locker room with the the Colts players, I I honestly feel like no, they liked it. It was a team decision. They liked I, it. I really think it was. I think they really took the time where they talked that through it, and and they we'll revisit this at the end of the year. Yeah. And if they're a game short, we'll say Johnny, you were right. I think right. You can fill that handful of baby powder and just jack slap <laughs> me for making that. <laughs> All right, so let's let's speaking move on from talking Texans and Colts. Speaking of jack slapping, right? Moving on to the Cleveland Browns. Well, no, they got a few more games. So that whole flurry of games that there were fantastic. You saw Atlanta. Oh my God, Atlanta! Can you not close out a football game? Like have you not <laughs> learned nothing over the last few years? They allowed the Cincinnati Bengals to drive down and score the. Still score the yeah, like, go-ahead point with one second to go. They had the game too, man. It's just it, you can't believe this team and the ways that they find ways to lose the game. I so, don't yeah. get defenses that get in the the mindset of like bend but don't break. But the fact is, is when you get in that mindset and you bend and bend, you will break. And that I mean, so many teams take to that philosophy of like. Let's just lay back five, six yards. Let's just keep the game in front of us. But they it's a prevent defense yeah. prevents you from winning. But exactly, yeah. <laughs> it's it's so true. That's how the saying it goes, and that's exactly Cow- how it went. Cowboys are great with all these teams well, yesterday. So there was that game, and then you had the Titans knocking off the Eagles. That made me really happy. Wow. You know, you know, I'm rooting for the Eagles to lose as a Patriots fan. So that's getting a to see, fan. getting to see that the uh, the Titans drive down. They went for it on three fourth downs. Of course, they were losing because so the Eagles had kicked the go ahead field goal in overtime. So the Titans had one last drive. They went for it on three fourth downs in overtime. They get them all. One of them was on a, a penalty, and one of them was a nice Deion Lewis move. But then they find uh, Corey Davis for his first NFL touchdown. He had a monster game. So it was nice to see Tennessee come up with a victory there. And let's see. Is their defense legit? Are, Tennessee? Yeah. It, it looks that way. It's getting it there, looks right? Like, so the only it loss they have is, is that opening day loss at Miami in that, right. in that ridiculous weather, eight-hour game. So, and Mariota went out that game with an injury. Right. So if, I think if Mariota can stay I, healthy, they, they have a fast defense. defense. For real. They have a fast defense. And they definitely have Jacksonville's number. They've beaten them now three times in a row. So as a division, division opponent, that, if they can keep stacking up wins. for sure. It'll be interesting. And then, say, so you want to talk about your Cowboys a little bit? Because they were part of that whole package, too. Well, I mean, where we're at with the Cowboys is I still think we are atrocious offensively. We can talk about that, you know, Zeke had a great game. That was a fantastic play. It's a fantastic game. Fantastic. You know, but you're talking 154 yards rushing, 88 yards receiving with a TE. They're you're talking all-purpose yards. He had 50% of all-purpose yards for that team yesterday. The next receiver up that's playing under that is Cole Beasley with 53 yards. There's still no answer to the receiving game. They put they put Zeke out in the slot. They run him around everywhere. And we talked about it in week one. They're going to ride this guy to death. Come week seven, week eight, there's going to be some nasty hamstring injury. Knee He's already injury. up. They reported it. Yeah. And they're just going to beat him to death, and they need to figure out something quick. And they've passed up on so many options in the offseason to now to get a quality receiver. This is a very, like – college, very bad college level offensive scheme. They're giving him like one progression look, two progression look, get rid of the ball. No turnovers. It was efficient. They, they relied on, a, once again, a great defense that plays well at home. Lawrence had three sacks. Um, but I'm not getting excited over beating Detroit. Not, not No way whatsoever. But that does put us in a tie in first place in a very questionable division. Like, who's bringing what to the table among the Giants, so the Eagles, there's a lot of upside, but there's also a lot of downside for every team. And Washington, with the bye week, still big questions what they can do in that division. Dez, any closer to coming back? Uh, 
it'll be interesting. I think a team will reach out by week six, week six or week seven for something like that. If he's got some off-field trouble still, he's talking a lot about his depression. I think it's just his way of like still drawing the media attention to himself and talking Dak about yesterday it. was talking about walking him, welcoming him back. They, of course he's, of course he wants to. They, the him front back. office reached out to him a week ago and said, "We will talk. We will talk." Okay, but this, right, why? How are we here? Because we're hanging. It's a freaking soap opera. Yeah, I mean, but if they're hanging, hanging in this division as oh the time God. goes on, you know, maybe it's time to do something. You know, for both, both of them. They're gonna, they're not gonna do anything at all while their quarterback can't. <clears throat> You know, break two hundred yards passing. Well, you got to help right now. No, I mean, sure. I mean, like, what is your number one receiver, Beasley? Yeah, right. No, now. Exactly. like, I mean, like flex talent, talent wise, oh. maybe Gallup is the best one in that core. But like, well, he has done nothing. But like, nothing. And and that's you know, he's a rookie. That's not a knock on him. But like, no, you know, you can't you can't hold him over the fire when for not you're in the offseason saying like, we have such a down through downfield threat in Gallup, and that's why they justify not reaching out to. Another downfield threat. You just so you're right. asking. No, no, no. A former downfield threat, a retired downfield threat. And Des? Des Bryant is no. not. He's he's. I'll give him. Uh, he's sixty five percent of the player he used to be. Still good for sixty and eight. And he's good for one hundred and forty percent of the mouth that he used to have. So like, <laughs> why would you keep him around? I I'm, I'm no I I'm, I'm not shocked at all. I like I like him gone. What I meant is like you talked about letting go of what you say is a downhill threat and you drafted one but you didn't go out and get something as a little bit like what the Patriots did with Josh Gordon. Gordon exactly but like what the Patriots have done, have done with Josh Gordon it's not about what Josh Gordon does it's about what Josh Gordon opens up so it's the same thing with Cowboys it's not about what Des Bryant does himself it's about what he opens up because he still commands but respect they caught on the, the league caught on last year the league caught on that I, Des I is like missing a half a step and they, he wasn't getting doubles and he wasn't and he getting had 65 and 800 and he was toxic he was toxic for the Bacchus locker room last year. Yeah, he was really challenging the, the coaches in, in training. Hey, he, the money's too much. I get that. Absolutely. Get that. But you had, you, you had Tavon Austin last week. You, you're throwing some trick plays. You're, you're putting him out there. You're spreading the defense. He gets one target. All right, let's yesterday. go from a futile offense to a uh, <laughs> high-powered Rams offense. What did you guys oh, think of the game, game on Thursday? That game was awesome. Yeah. I mean, I mean it was I mean, arena football at its finest. I mean, the defense was the best Thursday night game we've ever seen? Possibly. Probably. Yeah, that very well. In recent been. memory, it was, it was it was very vindicating for me as the guy. Uh, I took a lot of guff last year for how high on Cooper Cup I was. From me too, buddy. From I didn't take the guff, but I've been high on him too. <laughs> from preseason on, I was a Cooper Cup fanatic. I uh, I drafted him in every single league I had last year. Uh, and I even reached for him, and I will admit that that was not a great idea because his rookie numbers were not incredible. But that was that was the coming out party, man. Cooper Cup is for real. He Just gets he offense. gets he gets lost. He gets lost a little bit among Gurley and ooh, is Brandon Cooks gonna put up how many yards, whatever? But. Cooper Cup might have the softest hands in the NFL, and he's a sophomore. This is the year he's supposed you see to be a block like. He had to. Oh, yeah, no, he's 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 a little he's a little powerhouse. This this team is playing to win. They're playing with something for, to prove. I mean, for a young team to kind of almost have that chip on their shoulder, like we're here. Goff just you know, young too. coaching. It's they're just having fun. You know, they're having oh totally just a blast. Totally loving it. So you know, it, it, yeah, their system is. It, it, would they say it's more about teaching 
Yeah. And, and so, and, the, and, and everybody's willing to learn. It. Yeah. And, and everybody's willing to learn, and they're holding each other accountable. Sorry to talk over you, but like I, I agree. But talking about receivers to let go or keep, why didn't your Patriots keep Cooks? So we could get into that if you want, but I don't yeah. want to take up too much time because I heard a story from Burt Breer today that said when the Rams called the Patriots back in February, they called on February about Gronkowski and they called about Brandon Cooks. And on Gronkowski it was a maybe and on Cooks it was a no. However, soon after that the wide receiver market exploded. Sammy Watkins gets a big deal. Yep. Mike Evans gets a big deal. So when the Rams call back again in late March, early April, the Cooks situation turned from a no to a yes. yes. Gronkowski turned into a no for them. And then that's another thing. But Gronkowski turned into a yes to the Lions a couple of weeks later. Right. But So the Cooks trade opened up. And then McDaniels, after the trade was complete, he texted McVay and said, you're going to love this player. Shows up to practice. Practices hard every single day. So, I mean, that's a whole other thing. Like, just the Patriots have let, let him go. They obviously didn't want to pay the money that it was going to cost to keep Brandon Cooks. I hear that. I, I feel a little bit... And let me be clear. I'm 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 still not sold that the Brandon Cooks trade was a bad idea. However, I feel like maybe every once in a while, Belichick gets a little high on his own farts as far as his <laughs> as his that. skill as a it. you know his skill in the barter in the the return on investment, right? He was so he offered a. Uh, you know, a, a middling first round pick, like back end, back half of the first round, right? It was for for Cooks, wasn't uh, it? They give the Saints their thirty first pick, right? So the end of the first round, he pays that for for Cooks. He gets uh, he gets a, he gets a great season out of him, and then gets offered a better pick, and and this feeling of like, ooh, you know, I bought it. I got value out of it, and then I flipped it for more than I paid for it. I, I, I feel like that there's, there's, he, he's almost compulsively drawn to that deal. Like, look how well I played, you know, look how well I played the pick market. When you, yes, it's a better pick, and I'll be really happy to have that pick, you know, as it's a Patriots Isaiah fan. That's oh, Isaiah yeah. Wynn. Oh, I thought it was next round. It was, I thought it was next it was year. Isaiah it was this one? We picked that. Okay. Yeah, we used it. So I look forward to loving Wynn. Um, but, yeah, would he be more useful than that pick in this uh, – In this, I mean, we know right now with Wynn not playing, obviously Cooks would be better than having Wynn right now. But was, was the utility this year really – so uh, disposable. It gets into the bigger question: What was Belichick thinking going into the off season? Getting rid of, letting he was going to let Cooks go. He was going to let Gronkowski go, along with Dion Lewis, along with Danny Amendola. Well, what was the plan? We don't need to get into that now, but it just... Well, I, I don't get it. I feel like what he's arrogant to point Strip that he's got his skeleton key pieces that he can always just and build around. I got, I got four strong posts, and I can build a foundation around that and know. build a championship house. And I think he's been living on those laurels for too long, and this team is getting older. They're injury-prone. So just Yeah, so... If, when you get in that position, if you're going to take that direction, you better have a hell of a coaching staff and game plan to deal with when those, when those fallouts happen. And I just think that's where they're stuck right now. Or have I, I mean, this also comes down to, like, 
how many scathing articles were written about the Chandler Jones trade. How, mm-hmm. you know, this happens all the time. They, let, they, let, they let go of guys, and we don't sense. know what they know about these guys' personalities and what their contract discussions may or may not be. He's earned enough credit yeah. that I'm going to say, okay, that pick really was worth more than Brandon Cooks. It has really hurt. Uh, the trade happened before Jules' suspension, is that correct? It did. So... You feel, you know, obviously these four games we have felt the loss of Cook significantly more than we should have if Edelman had been in the fold. And I think coming back, especially now we also, just in case Josh Gordon turns into Randy Moss, then, you know, Brandon who. But we certainly weren't expecting to be this thin at wide receiver at this point. So you can't can't think of it knowing the lens of that Edelman was going to be gone. I, I definitely a lot to talk about. It's right. gonna, it's, this is going to be a saga that plays out for it a few is. weeks because it's one. It's a good win. Don't get me wrong. That's a great win. I didn't expect that. I thought it was going to be more of a grind yesterday. Tanner Hill. Don't even know if he's even like a competitive quarterback. That just was a weird and just head scratching performance by him yesterday. Um, but as much crap that the Dolphins talked all week long leading up to this and like. Wanted to kick a dog while it's down. Honestly, that's that seems to happen once you I, once you start. But don't ever smack. kick a champion right in the chest because mm-hmm. they're just going to respond yeah, back. You can't talk. So, can't talk. We got to get into Baker Mayfield the, and the Steelers a little yeah, bit too. I have one last that. Patriots question. Just to answer yes or no. We'll do this thirty seconds. I don't want to get off on a big on a big tangent, but. Did you feel a little bit watching the, the the Patriots this weekend like they were finally playing the game they expected to be able to play earlier in the season? The Sony Michelle coming back. That like they they actually prioritize running back in the draft for the first time ever, and you don't just do that for no reason. So they were planning on being a, a, a more of a, a feature back driven team, at maybe this year, maybe the next. But did, I, it felt to me like having Michelle at full strength for the first time, they finally got to play the game they've been practicing for through preseason. The offensive line hadn't been playing well, and they played a much better game yesterday. Sony Michel also missed all of preseason, so the last few games kind of has been his preseason. Right. So I feel like he's coming into his own. I know a lot of people aren't happy with the Sony Michel pick in New England right now, but personally, I'm still taking. I like where we're going with it, and I think he's going to be good. It's a great back against the wall performance early in the season. They stepped up. All right, that's Baker Mayfield. Baker Mayfield. Oakland Raiders. Uh, yeah, so um, this was kind of the, the perfect result for me because, uh, as we've talked about before, uh, I'm in love with Baker Mayfield. But as a Steelers fan, diehard, <laughs> I absolutely loathe the Browns. Uh, so this was the best of both worlds uh, for me. Um, he was absolutely just lightning, dynamic, amazing. He did have... It was a good, he did have the interception early on, but I think uh, to be able to rally back from that and put up 42 points was just absolutely inspiring, showed a lot of leadership, showed a lot of uh, grit and resolve. But uh, so you think they're about ready to put it away, go 2-0 in the Baker Mayfield era. They got a 42-34 lead. You know, all they have to do is get the first down and then, bam, they're good to go, run out the clock. Uh, Carlos Hyde runs the ball. I saw the play live. Granted, I was watching on my phone, but um, looked to me like he made it, man. It's a tough call. The NFL came out today and said that they, they got the call right. They, so got they confirmed it. For whatever that means. Whatever that, right. whatever that, whatever that means. Fuck that, they a, got the call yeah. right. So here's the thing for me. The ruling on the field was a first down. 
Now, How do you overturn I, that? I was watching on my phone, for all intents and purposes, the ref's there with a fucking iPad looking at this thing. He can't tell hardly any better than anybody else can, you know? Uh, so I didn't see um, irrefutable evidence, you know? The, the spirit of that rule is, is to get those calls, those obvious calls, the ones that, you know... Clear and obvious. Clear and obvious, and that was neither of those things. Um, the league needs Oakland to have a win. So, so then you know they go into way uh, a little bit of a way. They go into the overtime, and they use almost a full fourteen minutes. Uh, ten minutes, now. ten minute overtime. Oh, ten minutes. Sorry. So uh, they use almost a full ten minutes. They're down to a minute and a half or so. Um, and the uh, the Raiders are able to to drown the kick uh, after missing the first one. It was funny too because they they iced him right at the last minute. Yeah. And he missed the kick. If they hadn't have iced him, he probably would have missed how the kick. How about for such an early season? How how big field goal kicking has been such a dictator with records so far early in the season with missed or made field goals. I feel like we've had that a few times. Well, just over look the last at look at years. Justin Tucker, Adam and Terry. You know when those guys. Get up, get up there. It's like you, you know how it's gonna go. There, it was we, never in doubt. Yeah, but we talked about this last week too. Cleveland could easily be Remember three the wins, four wins in already. Yeah. Remember Chargers, Chargers and that kicker yeah. last year that they brought in the Hawaiian. I think it was Hawaiian kid. Yeah, and he cost him like three of the first four games. He was missing. Everything. Oh yeah, like kind. And he was like, so yeah, he was, was like, second, like a high pick or something for the Chargers, and they were like. We can't give you anymore. You you cost us three out of first four it's games. Different situations once you're a professional player in those stadiums. It really is. And then so what? Like like the Vikings this year spent all that spent the capital on Daniel Carlson, the kicker from Auburn, who's unbelievable. They bring him in, and, and he's already cut from the team. They yeah. Bring in Dan Bailey. So. All right. Well, let's oh, move on to the. Uh, yeah. So we'll we'll just spend a couple minutes on this because it's real painful to well, talk. First about. off, talk about the Le'Veon Bell news. We got the uh, Le'Veon Bell news that he's going to be back week seven, which is the bye week today, yeah. just a few minutes ago. On what? Uh, it was. It was. As, on he's going to take his franchise tag as of week seven, or yeah, he's going to sign. He's going to sign the tag. So it says, um, God, who was it? Jeremy. Jeremy yeah. Fowler, oh. yeah, of ESPN. So, I don't know. Uh, for me, I don't believe it until I see him. Uh, I've heard a lot of things from a lot of official sources, you know, via Twitter. Um, since the start of this thing, you know, he's going to be there the Monday before the first game. Then he's going to be there on the day before the first game so he can get his check but not play. But after last night, wasn't it clear that, that they'd miss him? They'd miss him. <laughs> James Conner is n- no, nice and he's been clear since no, week two. No, he's, he, right, right. You know, he's a good story. He's talking and to we a like huge him. James Conner fan. Too, we right we, we like James Conner. We all love James Conner. We were big fans see, of him. I, but I he's not Le'Veon Bell. Le'Veon Bell, what he does is different. Of course, and so they miss him. Of course, he's not Le'Veon Bell. How do Steelers fans feel? Of course, they do miss him. I don't miss him. After all of the the drama, the turmoil, you know, it it is a. You know, I can I can believe it's a business decision uh, if he shows up right when training camp's ending. You know, and like for yeah. week, for week one of the season, for I can respect that. I, no love lost there. Yeah, you didn't sign a con. You didn't. You know, you didn't get what you wanted. The franchise tag is bullshit. You were. You know, the team is exercising their right to fuck you over. So you 
have the opportunity to exercise your right to fuck them over if you want. However, um... Does your opinion change at all after the Earl Thomas injury situation yesterday? Are you, do, you, do you know what do you know yeah, about the I do, Earl I do Thomas know about the Earl Thomas thing, and we should get to that shortly. And about how he was oh, skipping practices. We have to do... <laughs> I, th- I think we're realizing so much happened this week, we may have to do this show in two segments. But um, so just to wrap up the Lev Bell thing, um, I think at this point it would do more harm than good to have him back just based on the wow. cancer... Uh, it is caused within the locker room. That's I mean, a hot week, take. Week, no, week one, the whole offensive line, uh, and, and Lev Bell bought all these guys nice-ass fucking watches. You know, these guys are tight, um, and they turned on him. You know, you so, don't think the so team the seeing that, he's remote, str- that they're struggling as a team, as an offense? No, and here's, gonna here's be- the other thing. Have you, do you see that rap video he just put out? I did not know. He, he's, on, he's on Twitter with his stupid rap video, um, and he looks fat, dude. <laughs> that he looks, That's why he's projecting he looks, the weeks, because he's he going to get back in shape again. He looks fat and out of shape, and Lord knows but. he's hanging out with Snoop Dogg, smoking pot in the studio, and... But don't give me that. I, I, I bought him all this and bought that. That's like, you know, daddy buying me a new toy because he yeah, missed you, my football you game. You do that you because know? that's tradition. Yeah. If you're a running back and they you, 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 you earn buy that your contract. stuff. That, that's, was, that, yeah, was that doesn't mean that, that they're... Back, running back that's something they earn, not that something they had is like, I got your back because you, you treated me this way. And the team's pissed. I mean... I don't know what your expectations is for Pittsburgh this season, but... Not much now. We're going to have to I'll make by out when he gets back and kind of rally together. i never seen... One last, one last stand for the, for the talent boys over there. I, so, as a, as a Steelers fan, Ernesto, how would you feel waking up in the morning? I mean this honestly. I, I, I don't know what your answer is going to be. How would you feel if you woke up tomorrow morning... And they're not, and Steelers are in full rebuild. Rebuild. They're going to trade Brown. They're going to trade oh, whatever I, Bell they can get. They're going to extend Juju Smith-Schuster and JJ Watt and TJ. And, TJ. And, excuse me, TJ Watt and nobody else. This is you know. Um, I would. I would want them to extend a couple other guys. Obviously, uh, we just picked up. Yeah, we're, you're not going to get rid of 51 guys on the right, roster. Right. But but you but as far as like high as far as the, the cornerstones that you build around those by are what ben, I, those by are the guys. Antonio, by the, love. Exactly. Yeah. And you might yeah. not even be able to trade Ben. Maybe you just cut his money off the books, which is like sad because he's not really that bad yet. He's making you worry, but he's not that bad yet. So so to get to to answer your question kind of concisely. Uh, week one, I sent you guys a text when Lev Bell didn't show up, I know and I was like, "Burn the motherfucker to yeah. the ground," especially after the, you know, Lev Bell doesn't show up. Ben has the awful performance. And Tony like, okay. got got his own yeah, stuff. It's been the same on. narrative. It's yeah, old. exactly. I would, you know, um, I wanted to love Antonio Brown so much. I mean, you remember that and mm-hmm. the struggle I was going through because uh, I was a big Heinz Ward fan, and I like that flashy, cocky. Um, Receiver, but one thing as a Steelers fan that I thought was instilled in me by all all of the old you know Jagoff Yinzers, um, you know that I'd rub el- elbows with uh, <laughs> in the bars when I was a kid and my dad was there drinking, um, and you know and they talk about how the Steelers were a team of integrity and team first and they were mean and physical, but it was like but a- they were having fun. Yeah. Right. Yeah, so. yeah. You love that. You love that mouthy, 
that mouthy, you know, big ego receiver. Like, yeah, sure, you want, you, but right, like, but he puts the team but first. You want, but you also want him to be having some experiencing some joy playing right. football. Right. Like, you know, not like I see that in juju for you guys. Like, it's like, like every, exactly. he's, he's, every time he's I get a ten yard carry, I run back with my hand thing. out. It's an individual thing now for them. It, it, it has, has a lot with them, that team. I mean, it's not the Heinz Ward or the Paul. AB goes out sixteen times a year in Masters Burgers crowd, as far as I'm yeah. concerned. Like, yeah, he's great at this, but at the end of the but day, you, and you like, can see that they're him and Ben. They're, they're even watching last night. They're, yeah, they're mad at each other. They're, they're not, mad at they're each other. They're not on the same page anymore. They're not what they used to be even last year and the year before. They're not. They're, they're not in sync. All right. This is this is this is probably like the hottest take with the least actual amount of fuel underneath <laughs> it that I could possibly give. But just reading the eyes and the body language, I think. I think Ben resents Antonio for demanding the targets that he's not earning right now. Fair enough. I, I agree with that. that. I think that, yeah, that's fair. I think that he fair. knows that he can't keep AB happy without force-feeding him the ball 16 times Which a game. And Brown is not getting open enough well, to do that. And Ben is sick of it. And Ju- It seems to me like Juju's put in the work with, with Ben. I mean, Juju didn't. I mean, he didn't. And Antonio that didn't come through last was off week, doing his own stuff, yeah, his own gotta, commercials and private shoots and whatever he does oh. on his own because he's so popular now. And talking about and like, he lost that time. He's lost being the number one. Right. What the number one guy is on the team, and he doesn't feel like that should have happened. And he's mad about it. And that was the same hey, kind of things that Des, Des was doing on Dallas last year. Is like the play was away from him, the call was away from that. He's not running that hard route and still trying to sell that play. Diva receiver. It's just like taking two hard steps and giving up on the play. Yeah. And I think that's what they're seeing on that side of the ball in Pittsburgh now. It's just like so he's not compare. Juju is cutting and running hard on every play and selling himself. Let's compare Cooper Cup and how he looked at the end of a game on, on Thursday night and that block he delivered and versus a guy like Antonio Brown. Would you ever see him make that block? Des no, Bryant, would no, you ever see never. him make that block? No. Juju's no, no. laying his body out there, on a block. So. Fucking sending Vontez perfect into next week last uh, last year's playoffs. You remember that? Yeah. Oh man. I love watching that stuff. Like, Ugh. remember what? Remember when for one week of the year Kenny Galladay led his team in forced fumbles? That, too. that was that amazing, too. man. I love <laughs> those that. receivers. We love, and I'm sure the teams themselves Absolutely. love those type of receivers yeah, as well. Yeah. And if the receiver isn't doing that, I'm sure the team feels an opposite way about the receiver. So I, we need to wrap that up. Um, yep. Did we have one more? I thing just. We need to I want to. I want to put. Put a bow in um, just we, – we didn't talk at all about the game. Steelers lost. It was an absolute travesty. Um, the Baltimore Ravens – Marty fell asleep and I envy him. <laughs> yeah. Well, I was, up, uh, I was up early for the Ryder Cup way early because that was European time. Yeah. Uh, so, <laughs> But that's the best – Sleep I've had in a while. Thank you, Pittsburgh. <laughs> Can we give the Ravens defense some credit? Ravens defense they have all Ravens everything. The world. They yeah, had a yeah. single they point in legit. the second half this They year. look legit. I need to see them um, and play a legit team. They have like Before that, I give them man, the full seal of Harsh criticism. Seriously. <laughs> from your own, seriously. From your own, but, your own but team. But here's the thing. It is, uh, ben was clearly... Not on. I don't know if he's just if this is it. If this is the end, and we're and that's that's how it happens. It just happens all Something of a sudden. Something was wrong. In the second he lost, quarter, he lost the control of two pump things. In the second yeah. quarter, like, they scored back to back possessions touchdowns that looked like they're okay. Here we go. Steelers are getting rolling, and they never scored again. It's like, yeah. what is going on here? But they're finding different ways to win too. I mean, I, the Ravens. I mean, they had Brown last night come out of nowhere, just have a commanding game. 
Crabtree a couple weeks before. I mean, they're just finding well, ways we to like find that, that, that Flacco had a had a real affinity for that deep ball. Yeah, this Brown's year. Brown's a good fit, and Brown's a great uh, a great f- fit for it. You know, and and especially uh, matched up against our our uh, secondary with uh, Hamilton was out. Um, so <clears throat> I I think. Um, yeah, John Brown by all rights should have had another touchdown last night too. That oh, that oh that that one play uh, I can't recall the name of your corner. Joe Hayden. Yeah, yeah. Hayden, that play that he made, he, you know, kept up with him better than the free safety did, despite yeah. having to travel thirty feet more to get yeah. there. Like that was that was harrowing. That was the last moment of that game that I found exciting. Actually, I think. <laughs> Yeah, Boston. Bostic was fun to watch. He was all over the field for the Steelers. I mean, he had a stupid penalty early on that really like hurt him and shot him in the foot. But like, add him to the new team list. <laughs> I get it. But <laughs> either the coaches said you're playing hard every down since you fucked up, or he decided himself he's going to run hard. But he was disrupting a lot of plays last night. He was all over the secondary. Yeah, I I don't uh, expect great things from the Steelers moving forward. I think the only uh, direction they can travel at this point is. Down as they continue. It's like we call it Texas South. Yeah, to, to continue to get more hurt. Um, I don't expect Ben will get sharper as um, as things go on. So uh, pretty bleak for me, but um, pretty sure I'm gonna end the year with. A don't better, write off Ben yet. He better does, record. He, than gut, Marty, he so gut checks the fan I'll base. Like, <laughs> he comes sit upstairs with me. So how do we think Thursday night's going to go? We get Julian Edelman back in the building for the Patriots. How do we think Thursday night's going to go against the Colts? They're eleven point favorites as of right now. The Colts are eleven point no, favorites. No Patriots. Oh Jesus <laughs> Christ! You just chilled the blood. Like what are they? Uh, no, I mean, is okay. Are we back on track now? Uh, okay, so we we. I, Maybe we believe that Edelman is rusty, but there's no way that even if if he plugs in at 80-85% of what he is, there's he's a boom uh, to that. Uh, he doesn't he doesn't drag just having him he doesn't drag spot. the line down. Having him in his spot. Yeah, just the, the amount of respect that they have to give him and the amount of you know third down conversions that he's going to get just because just. Because for some reason, that's what he does. He just always gets that first down. Offensive boom starting Thursday. I don't think he's going to be in perfect form, but I think he's going to be good enough that the that the Patriots will look incrementally better than they were last week. I think they win this game. Anything uh, to worry about about the uh, Colts' revenge saying that – how about – remember when McDaniels turned away – was hired by the Colts in the offseason after the Super Bowl, uh-huh. then he shunned them, and then – so forget the name of the GM – but he said, oh, the Patriots are on our list now, saying that yeah. there's a... Great. What are you going to do? No, Whine about, about Not worried about else? that at all? No, not really. Okay. I, I, I mean, uh, I, th- I, think, I think Luck is born again. Um, I think he's going... He definitely makes this Colts team a much bigger challenge than last year's was. Yeah. But they don't really have a backfield. If you can cover Ty, if he plays enough, he missed the. He just had to leave the game early yesterday. If he plays. Uh, oh, is he in danger of missing oh, clearly, the next yeah. start? He's oh. in serious danger. Well, fifty-fifty I mean, Christ. In that case, why are we even talking about that right. game? They're eleven-point favorites, so I think yeah. they, I think Patriots win. I think they do get tested, and it'd be a, a good chance as coaching for the Patriots to look where our defense is because that's Agreed. a good offense. It's a good Agreed. receiving core. I think Hilton and Luck are bought in together. I have another point. Yeah. Frank Reich, the, the new head coach, 
Where did he come from? Buffalo, man. No, he was the Eagles head. He was the Eagles well, offensive well, coordinator. Yeah. The Eagles who had that masterful Nick Foles led game plan in the Super Bowl that right. shredded the Patriots defense. Right. So maybe we do need to reconsider that that offense might but give, that's might that, give that's the that Patriots old a Buffalo experience going against Belichick too, where he came from as well. I mean, like yeah, he had a great game plan for them last year. Uh, like like Liam said, the, the rushing is not there for for Indianapolis, and that's that's imperative. But I. I think Patriots easily win, but they're going to find some things they still need to work on okay. next week. Well, that's good. The, the, Colts, the Colts have one legitimate wide receiver and two legitimate tight ends, and one, one, one of those tight ends is down for the week, and they don't have a backfield. I don't, I, I don't see how uh, a Patriots coach defense can't figure out how to take away two dimensions from from a team that's not really like incendiary, even with all their weapons in place. We'll see. See. All right, guys. Um, so we're gonna take a short break here in a in a second, and then come back with our baseball playoff preview. Um, but first, I want to go on a quick little rant about um, preseason hockey. Well, this is where I check out. <laughs> <laughs> and the biggest scumbag on the planet, Tom Wilson, uh, Stanley Cup champion. <laughs> Uh, Tom Wilson. Um, Got feelings with, about that? Oh my god, I fucking hate this guy. So he, ha, you know, goes in for like a back hip check on Oscar Sundquist and absolutely launches his shoulder into this dude's uh, head. Um, again, this is a preseason game. This isn't. Was this as of last night? Yeah, uh, no, it was earlier in the week. Okay. But. Um, just such a scumbag thing to do. He's got a he's got a meter, meeting with player safety. Now let me just take you real quick, give you a little backstory. Um, Tom Wilson's like one of those rats, Brad Marchand kind of guy. Hey now, I will give him a little bit of credit. Tom Wilson uh, actually has a nutsack, unlike Brad Marchand, hey and now. he'll answer the bell <laughs> when it does come. Um, Marchand has only skills. Yeah, okay, I'll give you that. I'll give you that. Um, That's a nice run. <clears throat> so, this guy last year uh, misses the first four games of the regular season uh, for a dirty hit, right? Loses 97K. The playoffs has, has plenty of dirty hits in the interim as well throughout the season. Right. Uh, but he's just one of those guys, for whatever reason, Brad Marchand, same thing. Always seems to kind of like slip underneath the radar for for whatever reason. He's given the benefit of the doubt. I don't know if it's just because he's super handsome or what the deal is. Unless but he's licking somebody. Yeah, maybe maybe he's on the marshy thing, giving everybody a little uh, tongue tickle. But uh, first round of the playoffs takes out Alexander Wemberg. Then in the second round, they're facing the Penguins. Uh, Takes out Brian Dumoulin on, like, a double hit with Ovechkin, almost identical to the hit on Wenberg. And then two games later, gets Aston Reese. I showed you this hit, Marty, yep. before before the podcast. He's definitely targeting the head. He, he lifts. Launches himself yep. into him so It's intentional, hard. and, he, and it's, it's plenty of time to react another way. They're both looking at each way. other yeah. in the eyes, Absolutely. and he goes into him. 100% predatory. Hits him with his shoulder, into his jaw, lands in his own bench. All right? So you want to talk about leaving your feet being a penalty. So what is the suspension expectation? 
Um, I'm, the things that I'm seeing are six games. Um, those things always wind up being six preseason games, six real games, six real, six games. real games. Okay. Yeah, those penalties that carry over. Yeah. Yeah. So he did just sign sign a new contract. So I haven't seen the figures on what that's going to be as far as a monetary loss for him. But I just I just wanted to talk about. Shortly, what, what does he bring the bring to? I mean, I'm not a, a well, hockey. Well, he plays. He plays. I mean, all, is he a good player with a flawed kind, sense of like how he treats kind, other players? Kind of. He is a good player. He creates a lot of opportunity. He opens up a lot of ice. He plays on a line with uh, uh, Ovechkin and Backstrom. So he's like, you know, it's he's a guy one you, of the best lines in hockey. Right. He, but here, in 391 games played, he has 806 penalty minutes. You know, well, 30, why is that even necessary when you play on one of the best lines in hockey? That's the whole thing. Well, that's like I get it. Right. If you're if you're a guy who's got who's got temper problems and you're playing on a dumpster fire of a team, like not not that headhunting is necessarily warranted ever, but like I could only, I could understand the frustration. But if 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 this is true and he plays among the best, why not just be the best? It'd be interesting to find out who he was his who was his favorite player growing up. Well, like he's, is a style that he's just. Stuck I think it's with just his game. For he, was, yeah. he was a fourth line grinder guy who kind of worked his way up. And <laughs> yeah. Where where was he on your grinder? Fourth <laughs> fourth line grinder. Awesome. Yeah, I know. It mm. sounds sounds hot. Dated a couple of those. <laughs> Tell me more. But, <laughs> but he's me. worked he's worked his way up the last couple of years. But um, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> it's just one of those things where the the. The uh, the season hasn't even started, and this guy's already what What would be more just for murdering you? Murdering people. What would be more just for you? This guy's like a the, long suspension. Oh. Wait, a long suspension, or somebody to give him a little bit of own, own medicine. Would you like to see him not injured? Injured means long time, but like hurt, stunned, and just a little bit of his own medicine. Or would you like to see like a twenty-two game suspension to say stop doing it? Or what, what would give you more pleasure? I'd like, to, I'd like to see Zach Aston Reese just, like, shoot a puck directly into his mouth. <laughs> so you're hoping for injury. <laughs> I mean, That's the, what I'd like to see. All right, who wins the Stanley Cup this year? Oh, Jesus. Jesus, uh, Lord, you just jumped I'm, right if into If I'm that. shooting from the hip, I'm saying the Winnipeg Jets. I like it. Who do they play? Uh, uh, you can say, you, you can say the heart, Penguins if you want. No, well, yeah, Hart, say, Hart says Penguins, and, and we are legitimate contenders. Um, Brain says if Tampa st- stays healthy, no way they don't make it all the smart way. Smart play. Yeah. Winnipeg, over, Winnipeg over Tampa. Two w- Winnipeg over Tampa. And Season starts Wednesday. And with that, we will take a short break and be back with you. Capitals repeat. <laughs> Fuck you, Marty. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Go, Wilson. We were... We were going to start with the – we were going to take a break, but first I got to say they're going to be hungover for at least the first two months of the season. No way they're – A lot of games in hockey. I think that instead of continuing this, maybe we wrap this podcast up and then we just do a, a baseball preview show. Sounds good to me. All right, guys. You heard, you heard, it. You heard it here first. Baseball preview show coming up next. <laughs> 